AM790 Talk and Business presents Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Join Bronwyn to hear about the next Water Fire event in downtown Providence, plus other great cultural events happening in the community. Now, here's your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Hey everyone, you're listening to AM790, your source for talk and business. This is Andrew Doig filling in for Bronwyn Dannenfelser, and I've got a couple of excellent guests with me tonight. We've got John Waugh, a regular videographer here at Waterfire Province, and we've got Tim Blankenship, our social media manager. Uh, for the first half of the program, I want to talk to, to John about his video experience here at Waterfire Province. So, uh, John, can you tell us how long you've been volunteering with, with Waterfire? Sure. Andy, thanks for uh, inviting me to be here today. I've been uh, volunteering with Waterfire since 2007. And the first few years, I was um, primarily either on the boat or uh, on shore. And then the past five years, I've been able to uh, help out with videography, actually uh, recording the event. So I, I rely on John to do um, the most difficult assignments. He, he really knows how the event goes down. And um, I wanted to ask him, what keeps bringing John back to record Waterfire, event after event, year after year? Well, I think, first of all, I would say that Waterfire itself is just something so special uh, in Providence. And um, so I think the event itself is what, what keeps me coming back as a volunteer. And then uh, as far as the, the videography aspect of it, uh, there's just always, uh, first of all, it's a, it's a beautiful event, um, a very moving, powerful uh, event and something that never gets uh, tiring to film. There's always something new. There's always some new aspect or some new element, some new... Uh, procession or celebration uh, involved with it so so it's always new always changing um, it's still like you said very challenging and uh, so there's always you know something new something to learn each time well and if you're interested in learning how to do videography especially event videography I, uh, I welcome you to send me an email at andrew.doig at waterfire.org because Volunteering at Waterfire is great for yourself, developing your skills. It's great for the community to share with everyone the amazing things that we do at Waterfire. And as you've just heard from John, it's also just a great time and an opportunity to visit something beautiful. Um, John, I know you're an independent filmmaker in Providence in Rhode Island, and I've actually seen two of your films uh, at screenings. And um, I was wondering if you could tell us about some of your experiences with the 48-hour film festival, is it? Right, right. So uh, several years ago, I actually... um I uh, met some people connected with Waterfire who started a uh, production company that does live theater and short films called Four Frogs Productions. And uh, they've been involved now for several years with the 48-Hour Film Project, which is a uh, it's a worldwide uh, project now in over 100 cities around the world. And here in Providence, uh, it's usually held during the summer. And the basic idea is that you get a team of people together to create a, I believe it's four to seven minute short film within 48 hours. That's not a lot of time to make a film. It's not a lot of time to do anything really, but it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. So basically at the beginning of that 48 hour uh, time period, you will uh, randomly be assigned a genre. And then every team in a city will get a character, one line of dialogue and one prop that has to be in the film. And then you basically have 48 hours to write the film shoot it, edit it, uh, and deliver it to the judges. So at the end of one of these 48-hour film festival production weekends, how do you feel? 
exhausted. <laughs> so what our what our team uh, typically does is once the film has been turned into the judges, uh, we meet back at someone's house uh, together, watch the film. Uh, usually we'll watch it several times because we're uh, a lot of, a lot of the times laughing throughout the the first screening of it. Um, so we'll watch it, uh, kind of spend a little bit of more time together, and then go home and crash. So um, in Providence, there's a also a couple of uh, recurring film events that uh, I encourage a lot of people to go to. It's uh, the Rhode Island Film Collaborative Discussion. It occurs uh, every Monday at 6.30 down at the uh, Rhode Island Social Club, Providence Social Club, excuse me. And uh, it's an opportunity if you're in the, the local filmmaking uh, industry to, to come and meet new people and, and talk about filmmaking in the state. And um, John, have you ever gone to one of the, the Rhode Film Collaborative Discussions? I have not, no. I have... Uh, I totally recommend them for anybody who's uh, interested in, in coming to them. Um, can you tell us about um, some other film projects that you've done uh, with Waterfire? I'm thinking the Singapore experience. That uh, I think that was two or three years ago. Th- three years ago. Three now? years ago, maybe. So that was a, a again going back to the something always changing and being new with Waterfire. Uh, for that particular event, we had um, a fire actually in Singapore. I believe it started in Singapore. And then through Skype, they transmitted the flame kind of electronically to Providence. And we had uh, a laptop screen showing the Skype feed here in Providence, lit a torch here in Providence, lit the fire um, here at the Providence lighting, and then did the same thing, kept it burning overnight, and then transmitted it back to Singapore. They had back-to-back lightings uh, that night there. So that was a, a really unique experience. It's it's an amazing thing, and it, it wouldn't have been possible without without you, without other volunteers, and it's something that I've never seen before. Something that's taking part on different halves of the globe at once. Um, really, a, a unique uh, event. Um, uh, do you have a film project right now that you're working on that you'd like to share with us? Uh, well, something else uh, waterfire related that I've been able to be a part of is um, out in western Pennsylvania, a town called Sharon, Pennsylvania. Um, they have actually been doing water fire out there now for three years. Uh, so I, I went out there for the first two fires back in uh, 2013 to film their fires there and then went back again this year to film uh, one of their fires in September. Uh, so what I'm hoping to do is kind of look at uh, putting together some type of, of project uh, just showing the impact that water fire can have on a community on a small town like that. So in the, the years that you've been going to see the Water Fire Sharon event, uh, what kind of evolution have you seen in the town? The town itself has, has, has made a remarkable transformation as far as uh, businesses and artists, uh, b- boutiques, uh, restaurants in the downtown core. Um, so I think Water Fire has definitely had a big part uh, in that, kind of like it has here in Providence as well. So it's neat to see that something that we all experienced here and know about can be replicated somewhere else, and, and to see that happen uh, at the at the ground level is really really interesting. I love to hear that because it's a testament to the power that water fire has to really do good in the community. Um, you know, it, it's it's easy to look at, at the what might have been a phenomenon that is Providence, but the fact that it occurs in, in other places as soon as we bring the event out there um, is is wonderful. Exactly, and and to see the people's excitement about it once they uh, see it and understand what it really is. And just to see them embrace it and make it their own, um, it's, you know, something not where 
people from Providence have gone and, and made it exactly like what we have here. They make it their own. They they bring their own uh, perspective to it. Well, what's what's different about a water fire share an event from a water fire Providence event? Um, physically, I would say one thing that's different is um, in a lot of places where the walkways and the roads are where the people are gathering to watch water fire, it's much at a much higher elevation. Um, so I think the interaction with the fire uh, is a little bit different. Um, and something that they do out there, they also have um, uh, art vendors and food vendors, uh, different local companies and people coming in to set up uh, booths similar to what we have here uh, with the uh, arts fair at Waterfire. Uh, but they do it on a much larger scale. They have many more of, of those type of artists uh, involved all throughout the downtown. They shut basically the whole uh, three, four, five block section of downtown off and, and have that set up. It might be something to think about here. Um, we're coming up on a break soon, so I wanted to share something uh, called the Short Short Story Film Festival occurring at AS220, uh, the 150 Empire Street location. 3 p.m. this Saturday, the Short Short Film Festival has three different, uh, two different programs and films that are animated and live action and share important stories uh, throughout the world. The first one is going to be about pulling on your heartstrings, an emotional program, and the second is, is more fanciful and it might be a little bit bizarre, and that's the... And that's the second half of their program at the AS220 Short Short Film Festival. Uh, that's Tony Panaccio's work from Emerging Arts. And I love her shows, and uh, it would be great to see you down there this Saturday. To Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island on AM790, your station for talking business. Uh, I'm sitting here with John Waugh and Tim Blankenship. Now, uh, from following up on our previous conversation, uh, Tim has a, a couple of, of thoughts about our uh, Waterfire experience and how it differs from location to location. Uh, Waterfire Sharon versus Waterfire Providence. Yeah, it was just uh, John. John had left off talking a little bit about how. Um Waterfire in, in Sharon, Pennsylvania sort of differs a bit from what we have going on here in Providence and just how, um, you know, I don't know if a lot of our listeners know this, but, you know, Waterfire has taken place in about half a dozen different cities in the U.S. as well as Singapore, as John mentioned, and also in Rome uh, and in 2012. Um, so, you know, and I've had, I've had the privilege, you know, go on a couple of these trips and see how Waterfire works in different cities and, um, you know, I think one of the remarkable things about it is is how it sort of um, allows itself to work itself into sort of the fabric of the community. Mm. Uh, it takes on, you know, the, obviously the different physical characteristics of different rivers and different cities and different street layouts, but also sort of, you know, different economic models that are available in, in you know, smaller venues and larger venues. Um, you know, I think that's one of the things that makes it such a, such a transformative uh, work of art is that it, you know, it does what you need it to do. Um, so, and I think in Sharon's case, it was sort of, uh, you know, came in at the right time to, to prove that people are still interested in coming out into this small downtown area and, and having a good time. And, 
it did very similar things in Providence, but you know, it did them on a slightly different scale. Uh, are we thinking about expanding Waterfire to to other places? We're always looking for for opportunities. I think we've got one in Long Island that we've been talking about, but um, hopefully we'd be able to do the same thing and adapt it to that situation and make it make it work. Yeah, I mean it's it's the kind of thing where you, you know. Um, the way things work in Providence is not necessarily going to work everywhere Waterfire wants to go. And, um, you know, it's the kind of thing Barnaby is. Barnaby is sort of always um, ready and willing to export uh, Waterfire wherever anyone is interested in, in you know, uh, importing it. And uh, so, yeah, I would think that, you know, the site in Long Island is quite different than the site in either Sharon or in, in Providence. So it's going to, it's going to take on the characteristics of the town and it's going to, you know, I don't know exactly. I haven't been to the Long Island site, but I would assume that whatever, whatever amenities or whatever, you know, infrastructure is already existing downtown is obviously going to have a, you know, some, some significant impact into how water fire. Um, I think they're calling it a, Waterfire Riverhead. Mm. Um, I think that you know that'll have some significant impact in how that event develops, and you know everything from the frequency, like how many times a year it's happening, to you know um, what is going to be available as far as additional uh, onshore events. Well, it's it's the logistical concerns also make me think of of some logistical concerns we have here in Providence, and how we're we're looking to uh, create a base of operations that allows us to grow. Um, we've been creating uh, a Waterfire Arts Center in the Valley-Onlyville neighborhood. And uh, as we look to its future, we also uh, look at some immediate needs that we have for the building. Um, and that includes uh, some windows for our space. So Giving Tuesday is coming up, which is a, it's a companion. What is Giving Tuesday, Tim? Uh, giving, giving Tuesday is a... It's a response to, you know, we've... Everyone, I think, who, you know... Uh, lives in america is probably familiar with a day that's coming up this friday which is black friday which is you know a scrum really for whatever yeah which is just a great way to you know (laughs) go spend a lot of money and buy a lot of stuff so it's it's the national shopping day it's the day where theoretically great sales if you're uh, looking for them get, get the sales you get you know um you know, so then Black Friday, and then the, something that came out a few years ago with the advent of online shopping, we named the following Monday as Cyber Monday. Um, so everyone's back at work, and instead of working, they're on Amazon, you know, buying whatever they need. And so the idea was to create a day which was not about um, buying, which was actually about giving back. Um, so this started. Uh, this will be the fourth year that it's happened. Uh, it started uh, with the 92nd Street Y in New York. They came up with this idea, and it's and it's grown um, from just a, you know a few groups uh, you know in New York doing this to a sort of a national and even an international. I mean, it's the kind of thing where um, the idea of giving back is sort of universal. So even in countries where you know Black Friday doesn't exist. Uh, this uh, Giving Tuesday idea has spread, and the idea is a day for supporting supporting community groups, supporting nonprofits, supporting the arts, supporting things that are um, supporting the social good. Well, you know, Waterfire is always promoting the social good, and it's always looking for for donations and support. But we're looking to um, to channel in a more specific direction for Giving Tuesday. Um, can you tell us about the this Let in the Light campaign? 
yeah, the Let in the Light campaign is is what we're um what the uh, the campaign that we're pushing this year for Giving Tuesday, and it's um you know as Andy mentioned, uh, we've been working on or working in or working out of or getting ready at the Waterfire Arts Center. Uh, it's a new development um, in the Waterfire. Um, the life of Waterfire as an event in Providence. So it's an old building. Uh, it's on Valley Street in Providence. Um, most recently, it was the Capitol Records storage building. Um, now it's uh, just a big empty warehouse, and we're just beginning with construction. And one of the first stages of construction uh, is environmental abatement. And during that, they are removing all of the old windows in the building. Um, because they're very old and they were caulked with asbestos, so we obviously can't have that in the new building. Um, so we're getting all new windows, and we're trying to defray the cost of putting them in a little bit by hopefully getting all of our friends and supporters to back us on Giving Tuesday. Well, I love the idea because Waterfire is a great deal of the installations about light. It's about casting a new light in the city, about showing uh, and casting a light on our friends and family together in one space. And we're, we're trying to let light into an area that used to be dark, is now dark, and that we want to bring to life and use to share light with, with even more people. Um, and if I'm interested in, in doing that and in, in giving light to others, where, where would I go about doing that? Uh, you can find out more about it, uh, waterfire.org slash givingtuesday. Um, you, know, you can find out some background on the Giving Tuesday movement itself. You can find out more about the Arts Center. Uh, and then we are, um, like I said, we're trying to raise money for the windows. Um, the total cost for us for replacing all 4,697 panes of glass in the building is about $1.2 million. Um, or... $372 per window pane. Um, so our goal on this Giving Tuesday is to hopefully raise 10% of that, um, which is still a very ambitious goal. Um, so we're asking people to donate uh, in increments of $37.20 um, as we're working to um, let the light in one pane at a time at the new Waterfire Arts Center. And uh, we actually went down to Kennedy Plaza about a week ago to, to share with the public um, this this Lead in the Light campaign to tell them about uh, the Waterfire Arts Center. And um, we were shocked to learn that um, so many people who regularly attend Waterfire aren't familiar with a couple of the, the basic uh, elements of the organization that operates it. Um, so Waterfire has been in existence as, as a nonprofit 501c3, but we're privately funded, which means most of our funding doesn't come from the state or the city. It comes from individual donors and corporate sponsors, people like you who are listening now to uh, to keep the event rolling. And it also has a great impact on the community. We do things like create over a thousand jobs through out-of-state spending, and um, we're able to to activate the downtown area with its hotels, its dining, and its shopping in a way that. No other event has yet proven able to do. Uh, we, we're excited, of course, about the International Arts Festival that's been uh, experiencing its first um, recuperation period after we put it on for the first time this year in Providence. It was great. It happened to coincide with the water fire lighting, and, and we look forward to next year's. Um, but but oft, oftentimes we are approached at events with people asking some of these questions, like, uh, where does everything go? 
after the event? And, and the honest answer to that is we have been, had to put it all over the city. So when we look towards the Water Fire Arts Center, the ability to place it all in one place, to have the team work together and, and to, be, uh, to be able to spread Water Fire to places like Sharon, to places hopefully like Long Island, um, are all things that we're going to have uh, the opportunity to do with the Water Fire Arts Center. And we can only do that if we can see inside the building. So please consider uh, on Giving Tuesday, giving to Water Fire Providence and, and letting us in uh, some light. Listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island on AM790 Talking Business, and uh, I'm here with Tim Blankenship and John Waugh, and, and we're getting ready for our Thanksgivings. Uh, very wishes for yours. Um, you know, I was giving a rough time to to Black Friday earlier, but uh, honestly, it's not a great opportunity to go out and um, find gifts that you might need for Christmas. And um, as we look forward to being productive with our shopping dollars and, and helping our, our local communities, um, it's important that we try and keep that money going into the right direction. So Tim Blankenship has um, and a piece of advice uh, or an idea for how we can do that. Um, yeah, I'm not going to really take credit for the idea, but uh, there is a website, uh, by local RI. It's buylocalri.org, um, and it's a great website um, promoting the idea that sort of um, – Spending your uh, shopping dollars in your local community um, sort of benefits you way more than just going to a big box store and spending that that same amount of money. So you're not only getting, you know, potentially getting a great gift or getting something that you really need, but um, all that money is is staying in your community and uh, supporting jobs and supporting small businesses in your community, um, which, you know, leads to other, you know, non non gifty benefits for yourself down the road um so it's a great idea it's a great um it's a great uh, you know way to sort of defeat this sort of sentiments of rampant commercialism that are somewhat associated yeah. with the idea of black friday um you know and it's a great it's a great it's another great excuse to support waterfire um we do have an online store uh all of the products there are uh locally made um or you know locally manufactured so we were you know working with uh, groups like gather glass uh doing our line of glass jewelry um gail allers who is another great waterfire supporter um has you know a line of accessories that we sell um we're working with a company called screen crafters and they make uh, a line of waterfire themed marble uh magnets which are very cool and um you know, as well as a bunch of other, you know, local local artists, local craftspeople making some really cool gifts. So you can visit our website, waterfire.org slash store. And you can also, you know, again, check out Buy Local RI. They have a lot of um, a lot of other resources, a lot of great, you know, it's an online shopping directory for local organizations. So a lot of cool stuff. I love the initiative to, to keep the resources here in, inside of Rhode Island. Um, and we're, in fact, we'll, we'll be having on December 18th uh, what we're calling the Artist's Village at our Christmas Water Fire. So if you haven't heard yet, Water Fire has a Christmas lighting. Uh, we get asked that a lot, and it's been confirmed December 18th of this year. Um, it begins at 5 o'clock. We're going to have the lights, uh, the fires lit, and we're going to have uh, a couple of different elements to this. But the f- first is going to be the Artist's Village. I think we can talk a little bit about that. 
Yeah, the Artist Village, it's it's an offshoot of the Arts Festival Plaza, um, which is, you know, can be found at all full water fire lightings throughout the year, and it's the, it's the large gathering of local artists who come down and, and sell their wares, usually on um, Washington Street, uh, and sort of in the heart of the installation, and it's actually become such a popular thing that we now spill over sometimes onto Steeple Street, because... Um, there are so many great local artists, craftsmen, everything, glass, pottery, uh, handbags, you know, you name it, um, someone here in Rhode Island is making it. Um, and so we're going to have a sort of a somewhat smaller version of this at the Christmas lighting, um, again, run by our good friend Mike Bryce. And um, so, you know, our lighting, December 18th, is getting close to, you know, D-Day there, but, you know, some great <laughs> last-minute shopping. Um you know, come on down, and there'll also be a you know good selection of stuff uh, from the Water Fire store as well. And if that's not enough to bring you down, uh, there's a number of great events going on. So we're gonna have a basin lighting, which means the basin at the foot of the mall. Perhaps you're already catching up on your your Christmas shopping. The basin at the base of the mall is gonna be lit up. All those circular braziers, uh, circular braziers are gonna be be lit for the the full four hours that we're doing the event this year. And we're we're kind of we're tempted to say that. Um, this is a special water fire because we're going to be partnering with the Providence Rescue Mission, which is a, a nonprofit based here out of Providence, and and their mission is to, to help the homeless and the needy of the city of Providence. They give them aid uh, as food, as sh- uh, shelter. They have tents and sleeping bags, fresh socks for people in the city of Providence who are hurting this time of year when it's cold and they need the support. And we're very proud to be partnering with them again for this year's uh, Christmas water fire. They also do, you know, they have the healthcare services. Um, you know, one of the things if, if you're out on the streets, you know, going to the dentist is not such an easy thing that you mm-hmm. or I can just call up and make an appointment. So, that, you know, that's a very important service. Resume writing advice, job placement advice. So they're doing a lot of really good things for a lot of, you know, people who are, you know, unfortunately, you know, a little bit neglected. Yeah, absolutely. It's not just immediate needs. There's rehabilitative yeah. services. There's an opportunity there to get people um, into to places where they can care for themselves, not just immediately caring for yeah. them. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a great group to be working with again. Um, we're also doing something called the Festival of Trees. If you've come to the Christmas Water Fire or maybe the day before, you've seen uh, the we have a dozen or more trees that are decorated by school children from the city of Providence. And they are lit. Um, sometimes we have the mayor come in and, and he'll do a lighting ceremony and, and we light all uh, of these Christmas trees at once. So if you bring your, your children down, if you come down yourself, you come down with your loved ones, you'll be able to walk through uh, the Festival of Trees, which is uh, a bit of Christmas right here, a little bit of more greenery into the uh, the now denuded Water Place Park in the heart of our city. Uh, well, one one thing that also makes, makes the, the Festival of Trees a little bit more special is that... Um, it's it's you know another opportunity for for local businesses to um, help support water fire and you know we give them the opportunity to sponsor a tree um, that means they get to come down they get to decorate it um, they get recognized as the sponsor and then at the end of the night um, you know for the installation we have a mix of live trees and, and smaller fake trees but all of the live trees at the end of the night are are, are carefully um, collected. Fully, fully decked out, fully lit, fully um, decorated, and each one is is given to a, a family who may not otherwise be able to have that you know very important 
Christmas tree in their in their home for the holidays. It's um, a really beautiful gift, um, and it, it's it's great to be able to give that back. And it's it's more than just uh, just a tree that's picked off the side of the road. It's got the hands and love of of hundreds of people going into every one of those when they go out. Um, speaking about gifts, uh, at the Waterfire Christmas, we also are uh, collecting toys. So uh, we don't have to just collect toys. We're happy to collect canned goods, uh, staples, uh, toothbrushes, toothpaste, uh, unopened for uh, the Providence Rescue Mission, who will distribute these goods to, to people in need throughout the holiday season. So you'd be able to give the gift of, of a, a beautiful toy for a child or or some some very well uh, much needed supplies for someone who, who winter doesn't coat them. an extra Absolutely. blanket for their bed you know any any anything that you might take for granted these people really need so whatever you got bring it down we'll make sure it gets to someone who who's really going to appreciate it absolutely and you can also come and enjoy our Christmas music. Uh, we're going to have several live performances at the event. Uh, some of these are still up in the air, and we're excited to work with, uh, with uh, every Christmas artist who, who comes in. But I can tell you right now that the very merry Dickens carolers are coming in, four a cappella carolers in Victorian costume who sing Classmas Christmas carols. They always transport me back to uh, a time that's uh, romantic and, and lovely. And uh, their their ability to bring the classic sense of Christmas in the 21st century is going to be great when they lead us in our sing-along uh, at 7 o'clock where uh, the community come down to Waterfire can join together and, and sing some songs with us. Um, finally, we have uh, the eight-piece saxophone ensemble, Sultans of Sax. Uh, they, they're a great band. They do jazz, vaudeville era uh, from the golden age of the saxophone. And uh, they're great music to dance to, a good, good time. And looking at their band is also like looking at a history of the saxophone because they have great big bass axes all the way down to tiny sopranos. And it's kind of amazing to see the evolution of the instrument uh, that way. But uh, we'll be back more uh, with Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island on AM790, your source for talk and business. Listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island on AM790, your source for talk and business. We're underwritten by National Grid and supported by Lifetime Medical. You know, um, there is uh, some great, we got some great talk going on about how we can support local businesses here on Black Friday. And uh, we, we just had a conversation with, with uh, Tom, uh, John, who's telling us about. Um, well, go ahead, John. Yeah, I was just uh, thinking about the conversations we were having uh, earlier about videography and Waterfire about uh, shopping local, and also about supporting Waterfire. And it reminded me of the uh, DVD that uh, Joe Rocco produced uh, several years ago called Waterfire, Art and Soul of a City. And with the Christmas season coming up, if uh, someone in your life is a uh, lover of Waterfire, someone who enjoys coming to Waterfire, this might be a great gift to give to them um, so that they can kind of experience it in a new way, learn about the history of Waterfire, uh, see uh, water fire from many aspects that you typically don't get to see at an event. Well, that's absolutely right, John, because uh, one person can't see the entire event. It's just too big, and there are too many things going on at the same time for you to get a damn picture of what the entire event is doing uh, throughout the night. So uh, I encourage you to check out our YouTube channel, our Vimeo page, our Facebook page where we publish our video content. And it, that's an opportunity for you to see some of the amazing things that we do every night that you may not have caught the first time around. You would probably be shocked by something beautiful that uh, next time around you'll say, I got a schedule around that. 
So uh, also, um, for those of you who haven't seen the DVD before, there's just um, a, some great background of, of Water Fire's history. And if, if as an element of, of Providence that's been happening for 20 years, to see how it's put on behind the scenes uh, is really enlightening. So well, there's more than just there's more than just Water Fire in there. I mean, if you're interested in the history of the city uh, itself. Um, you know what what's happened in Providence uh, as far as moving the rivers. I mean that's very intertwined with the history of Waterfire. Um, you know, uh, as well as um, we were talking about Waterfire in Rome earlier. There's a whole featurette in there about Waterfire in Rome. Um, so there, there's more in there than just uh, a simple video of Waterfire. I think it's, it's very educational. It's very eye-opening. And so if you're if you're a local and you're interested in history, if you're interested in Waterfire. If you've been to Waterfire and you tell your friends about it and they can't quite wrap their heads around it, this is a great way to to let them in on some of that magic. Absolutely. A great gift idea for Christmas. Um, Now, we were speaking about Christmas and the Christmas Water Fire. Water Fire is always looking for for volunteers. And uh, one of the the reasons we're always looking for volunteers is because because it is so difficult to capture the whole event. Uh, I'm a media producer, and part of what I do is is doing that for for visitors who weren't able to see the whole thing or weren't even able to make it to see part of it. And and John has been an integral part of that process. So, um, John, could you you speak to that? Yeah. uh, Like you said, just the the vast expanse of, of Water Fire physically in the city. And then just with all of the different layers of uh, of things happening at the same time, it's hard, it's impossible for one uh, person to capture that all, uh, whether it be video or uh, photography as well. Um, so it's, you know, we could always use more, more people uh, there to capture it on video. Um, and uh, there are uh, many uh, volunteer photographers uh, in Waterfire. Uh, there's a great photography group that has been uh, building over the last several years. We uh, are able to get together uh, monthly at the Waterfire studio and and have really great discussions about uh, photography and uh, learn from each other, learn from outside experts. Great lectures as well, yeah. Great lectures, yeah, definitely, as as well as uh, looking at the footage that was captured at previous events, Mm -hmm. kind of critiquing that and um, looking forward to upcoming events and and just planning uh, what we're going to do. and as much as I love going to those events, uh, because I'm also interested in photography, typically I'm the only videographer there. So it would be it would be fantastic for more uh, people to uh, just to become interested in that, to to show up and say, hey, I, I'm interested in volunteering to to capture water fire on video, because we could always definitely use the help. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and it's a lot of fun and a great way to meet new people who are also interested in videography and photography and and develop some skills. Um, speaking of volunteering at Waterfire, it's not just in the media department that we're always looking for hands. There's also there's all kinds of things you can get involved when get involved in by volunteering at Waterfire. Um, so again, I mean, we've been talking about ways to give back to your community. This is a way you can give back to community, give back to your community by by volunteering at Waterfire. Um, it doesn't cost you anything, and it's a lot of fun. So. Um, you know, leading up to the Christmas fire, we still have uh, a lot of work to do uh, to get ready for that. So we're having um, there are four um, volunteering opportunities coming up before then. Um, December 2nd, there's going to be the last woodpile workout of the year. 
Um, so what we call wood pile workout um, is literally going to a pile of wood and doing a workout around it, um, which involves basically helping us move wood um, from the land to the sea into a boat and then up the river um, to get ready to be burned at water fire. Um, yeah, so. in case you're wondering, we don't fire the brazers with gas. Yeah, a lot of people think that. They go, well, wasn't it hard to get all those pipes under the water? And we go, it was very hard because we didn't do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it impossible. Um, yeah, so yeah, each each brazier is, is burning uh, wood all night long. Uh, we go through uh, hundreds of cords of wood each year, and all of it needs to, you know, be moved um, into a boat and then uh, into a brazier. So this is it's a fun way. It's a great way. I mean, if you've never been out on the river in a boat, um, it's it's a pretty unique experience. And with Thanksgiving tomorrow, it'd be a great way to work off uh, some of the calories yeah, from the absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, and then um, the day after that, on December 3rd, we have what we call a prep party, um, which is another fun gathering uh, to come out and help water fire. And we're doing, you know, everything there from, you know, getting torches ready to to light the way at water fire to um you know putting together the uh blue illuminated stars that we use at the event and, and all you know it's a great way to sort of get a glimpse at some of the some of the work that goes in behind the scenes for each event um and then you know you can sort of you can take a lot of pride in that when you you know maybe change from being just a mere spectator at water fire to actually to being hands-on and being a part of you know we like to call it being a part of the art uh, and then uh, we have another prep party the week after that, which is uh, where we're getting ready for, um, we are putting lights on Christmas trees. We're getting the trees like halfway decorated. So we'll have a little bit of a jump start on, you know, being in, set, getting set up for the event. And then on the 17th, that's the day before our Christmas lighting, we're actually having uh, volunteers come out um, down to Water Place Park and, uh, you know, helping us put trees in place, helping us get lights in place, helping us get audio equipment in place. So all, all four of these dates uh, you can find on our website, waterfire.org slash volunteer. And there's other perks, too, about uh, being a volunteer at Waterfire Providence. There's potlucks. There's uh, a great appreciation party coming up, which I'm looking forward to. Um, so so volunteering is, is not just giving back. You also get something in return. And uh, I have a great time with those events, so I'm sure you would, too. Um, so... Uh, John, are you uh, are you, are you looking forward to to this 2016 water fire year as we come to the close of this year? Of course, of course. Now now begins the the period of the year where uh, water fire kind of slows down. Uh, well, as I far d- as far as the the public aspect of it. Yeah. So from the videography perspective, uh, it'll slow down, but there's still definitely a lot of behind the scenes stuff going on and still volunteer opportunities, but. Uh, definitely, I'll, I'll miss the videography aspect of it until May or June, when the season starts up again. Yeah, this off season is. It, you know, a lot of people might not know that we continue into uh, January and February when it's it's freezing cold, and you know, no one would want to come out to to see the. Or maybe not, uh, no one, but not many people would want to come out and see the fires. Um, but it turns out that all of those brazers need to come back into the shop. They need to be worked on, and and they need to get ready for the next year. And uh, and. So we, Water Fire goes year-round. Um, December 18th, Water Fire will be holding its Christmas lighting from 
5 o'clock until 9 o'clock p.m. And we hope to see you there for the Festival of Trees, the Artist Village, Santa Claus, and uh, the opportunity to, to sing along with your fellow members of the province community or just come down and enjoy the fires and quiet. It's uh, going to be a beautiful time. And, you're and, and hot chocolate. And hot chocolate. Very hot chocolate and, and hot food. So come on down to uh, the Waterfire Providence Christmas Lighting, December 18th.